You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Rini Kay is a singer-songwriter based in Texas. You can hear her creative and modern pop influences in her new single, Let Me Go Numb. I make it complicated enough. And I have moved around a lot, actually. I was primarily raised in Cary, North Carolina, but I currently live in Dallas, Texas. And the main people I listened to growing up was Taylor Swift, 100%. I got into her when I was nine years old with her 1989 album, and then, you know, just became a full-blown Swifty. Some other artists that I grew up on were U2, Kygo. I mean, I was kind of all over the place. I even listened to a little bit of country music growing up. But it's, you know, mainly been artists like Taylor Swift, Halsey, Lord. Those were the people that I really started with in terms of inspiration. And as the years have gone by, some of my other biggest artists that I'm constantly listening to are Conan Gray, Tate McRae, Gracie Abrams. I think they all kind of have their own genre of pop music almost where it's like storytelling with, you know, a bit of a darker production going on. It's been really cool to see how that's all evolved over the years. I've been following you, I think, since pandemic days. Yeah. With everyone else, that's when we were like, you know, hardcore social media, because that's all we could do. And you are a social media machine. Yeah. (laughs) Does that get exhausting sometimes? It is absolutely exhausting, but when you have a engaged community and stuff, it makes it totally worth it. Um, it's I think it's obviously hardest in the beginning when you feel like you're talking to a wall when you start out. It's hard to stay motivated, but um, you know when it's worth the you know 3 a.m. 4 a.m. nights when you're getting comment after comment when you have your supporters starting group chats to talk to each other and it's like. I think it's worth it. I know that it's a big debate in the artistic community. Content is something that is worth spending time on and whatnot. And I think everyone's different. I don't think there's one way to go about it. But for me, it's been 100% worth it because the fans, the supporters, they are, they're the machine behind it. They really make it worth it when you see the results and see how much they appreciate it. Do you come from like a musical background, like your family and stuff? I actually don't, you know, it's it all kind of happened by accident, to be honest. I have always been super into music, even before I could talk or walk. My mom loves music, but no one in my family like played instruments or anything like that growing up. But she would play me Madonna, Lady Gaga uh, growing up, and I was always super into it. And so I was actually put into musical theater classes when I was nine. But I quickly found out that theater wasn't for me, so that's why I picked up guitar and everything kind of just spiraled from there. But I didn't really have any like family influences in terms of getting into the music business. And when did writing come into it? I actually kind of started learning guitar and songwriting simultaneously. I picked up the guitar when I was 11. I was doing lessons, but I learned mostly just from watching YouTube videos and experimenting. 
Um, and I kind of knew going into guitar because, you know, I mean, I, I love Taylor Swift. I knew that's how she started out. So I was like, I want to learn guitar and I want to write songs. So I kind of just dove in headfirst into both, but it never stopped. That's just what I would spend all my free time doing. You didn't start releasing properly, I guess, until 2020. So was there anything before that or no? No, I never released. I pretty much um, spent a ton of time just writing and rewriting those songs. The six and seven album that I put out in 2020 did have songs or beginnings of songs from that time between like 11 and 13 years old. I knew I wanted to make an album, so I was writing a ton of songs, but then I would get better and would go and not want to put those songs out anymore. So then I go and rewrite them. And then that's why it took me forever to finish it because I was being a perfectionist. And um, I just, especially because you grow so much between 11 and 13, my perspectives would change and stuff. And I'd be like, I do not want this song out anymore. So that's kind of what I was doing those first couple years. It's just so much trial and error, learning how to produce my own stuff and just a lot of experimentation, really. It's very impressive. Like, a lot of people don't even have an album in their first year or two, and you're like, no, I'm doing it right away. So Alone of the Night was your first proper release. What made you decide on that song? Until I released In My Head, or technically Olive Branch, I was producing all my own stuff. And so I really wanted a pop sound and I did not know how to make a pop sound solidly at that age. I felt like Alone in the Night had the most pop EDM sound on that record. So I was like, okay, you know, this sounds like a lead single. That's kind of what I was thinking at 13. So I was, that was just kind of what I went with. I also made like a super DIY music video that I felt like was the best out of all the ones I made. So it wasn't really a super analytical decision per se. Um, it just was like, hey, I think this one's the best one to kind of come out the gate with. All we've known is the one that, that caught my attention first. I really like the like the vocal chops you kind of do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I was proud of myself on that. <laughs> I really wanted those Kygo vocal chops. Kygo face at that time like I was like you know I want those good like 2016 to 2019 vocal chop beats I was obsessed with that stuff I got uh, lucky enough to work with this guy named Completion Beats um, I believe right around late 2020 we made a super experimental track called All Branch that was the first time I really had collaborated with anybody and we put that track out together and that was like my first official collaboration.
was 2022 like the year of writing? Because that's the only year you didn't really didn't have an official release. Yeah. Yes. But it's good because you're like loaded all in the chamber now, just releasing it all to the world. You know, after in my head, I was expecting to have songs, you know, ready to go and hopefully release three to four times a year. As I started making those songs, things would take forever. I started to notice that we had, I was starting to make a good batch of songs that actually all sounded pretty good together. So that's why I kind of ultimately decided to just spend that year writing and creating. That way, 2023, I could really be consistent because that was always my weakness with releasing between Olive Branch and in my head is I would put something out that was cool and then I wouldn't be able to follow it, follow up with it within like the next, you know, couple months. So that's kind of why I decided to take that release break so that I could actually have the songs in my back pocket and not give empty promises. So that's going to be all culminating in Not So Teenage Dream. Yes. You said you're doing like a monthly song kind of Yeah, thing? I'm doing a waterfall release. So pretty much every six or so weeks, there will be a new track from that EP and they will all will flow into that project. So they're all, it's all technically an EP, but it's going to feel a lot more like a single release. So Let Me Go Numb was your first single from the EP that's out now. And it's like an 80s pop kind of thing. So what's the story behind that? So the story behind this, so I went out to um, Los Angeles last year for a music conference. And I met this producer named Ryan Benio. We connected really well. And basically a few months later, we decided to work together. And this was a songwriting process I've never tried before, where it's basically, you know, writing over a track. And he presented me a bunch of tracks he put together that he thought I'd be a good fit for. I listened to that one. I absolutely loved it because it was giving me like melodrama Lord vibes in a way. And so I was like, this is the one. And I pretty much, I just wrote a song over it, which was very, very, a very fun experience. Something different from what I've always been doing. And that's kind of where the project started, I'd say. But in terms of like meaning behind the song, the story that's told in it, I basically, for context, at the uh, time of making that, I had just finished my junior year of high school and I did not have a good junior year. It was the worst year for my mental health, like possible, just for a multitude of reasons. And I was at a point where I was feeling so many things that I just didn't want to feel anything at all. I just wanted to be neutral because it was so hard to be productive. It was so hard to be motivated with all that going on. And so that's where the whole concept of going numb came from. Um, And that's when the song just kind of wrote itself. So what do you think you've learned between Alone in the Night leading up to Let Me Go Numb? Like, what did you learn in the process between all those songwriting years? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, I definitely think that not overthinking it is a big thing and not being scared to bring in other people on things. Um, You know, when I was doing six and seven and stuff, I didn't really know anyone to really send it to anyway. But, you know, now it's like big part of my process is going back and forth with my producer over lyrics and melodies or bringing in co-writers that I know. And I think collaboration can do so much. It teaches you so much. And I would definitely say I've become a better songwriter from the alone in the night years to now because I've had so many opportunities to write with other people and kind of learn how their brain works. And anytime you work on something with anybody, you kind of take a piece of their creative process with you. So 
Now that I've worked with so many different producers, I've worked with another songwriter before, um, it's just opened my eyes to so many different horizons in terms of ways to approach things, ways to simplify lyrics, you know, make them catchier while still getting my point across, still telling my story. That's really good of you to be able to put your trust in other people because it's very easy as a songwriter to say, no, this is my story, these are my lyrics. But at the same time, you know, other people may have had similar experiences. They may mm -hmm. know a different way to say the same thing. Totally. Like you said, it makes you grow as a songwriter as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like the best way you can learn for sure. Um, yeah, you know, it's just definitely the stubbornness can kill you as a songwriter. So it's definitely been something that um, now I love collaboration. It's like my favorite part of the job. So it's that's definitely been, I think, the biggest growth arc for me in terms of my writing. So what can we expect from the rest of the EP? So I definitely think we there's a cohesiveness to the sound. Um, there's so much synth. The whole idea of having lots of like high energy beats and stuff with very like sad, depressing lyrics. Um, that's kind of- Sometimes those are the most fun to work on. Yeah. Those are my thing. Um, sad girl bops, that's my thing. Um, so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of different um, concepts on the album. It's the whole, you know, like I said, not so teenage dream. It's the whole idea of all the things that you grow up thinking you will experience in your teenage years and how a lot of them are, you know, so not that. It's very unrealistic expectations or, you know, just terrible experiences you'll experience. There's concepts such as, you know, loss of friendship, nostalgia, you know, mourning your childhood is a big element on the EP. Um, and I think too, in today's world, growing up with social media, there's been a whole new way of, you know, teenagehood or whatever. And so the idea of being on the internet and experiencing that is also another theme that comes up quite a bit. So there's just, it's like, you know, the, the umbrella topic here is, you know, youth and whatnot and all of the ways, all the terrible sides of it. And, but there's so many different parts of it. It's not just, you know, I think there's so much more to our teenage years and just heartbreak and school and whatnot. There's so many layers to it. And when you have this waterfall release schedule, that gives you time to properly promote each one. Absolutely. That was the main idea there was, you know, how do we get the most out of all these songs? And even though they all kind of tell a story collectively, they all individually focus on a different theme. And I think each one deserves to have its moment. What would be like a short-term goal of yours? So like thinking beyond the EP, what do you see yourself doing in the next year or two? My biggest goal right now is to sign with a publishing company. Um, I have talked to many mentors and stuff in the industry um, as I've been lucky enough to meet more people. And because songwriting is the biggest part of what I do, I've always like, even since I was a kid before I knew much about music um, in terms of the business side of things, I've known I've wanted to write for other people as well. That's kind of the next big step. I know a ton of artists too that started with publishing deals before they got signed to labels and it kind of gave them an upper hand in their label contracts. So my goal is to, you know, at least have found a publishing company by the end of the year that is interested in working with me. I met a lot of people through this company called A Matter of Music. I actually interned for them over the summer last year. 
Um, and honestly, I found them out through TikTok. So I pretty much, every connection I've made has pretty much been through stumbling upon people on social media. This company would have monthly meetings where people could just submit their songs and they were a sync licensing company essentially, but they did other things as well. And that's where I met the producer that I work with the most today, Tim Qualls. I met this guy, Terry Gorka, who I started doing a lot of sync projects with last year. Um, I met this guy named Tyler, uh, Mr. Tyler Larson. We did a really cool project for sync as well that we'll probably put out towards the end of this year. And so, you know, that company, it was, that was my one connection I needed to meet so many people. Um, and, you know, the ladies that own the company, I got really close with them too as their interns. So I, they're also mentors for me. So between going to industry events such as Muse Expo or doing these online things, that's really where I've met most of my people and doing local stuff too. There's a company here called The Creatives Factory that, there's a lot of open mic opportunities, also business conferences and stuff that are free to go to. So I go to those whenever I get the chance. So yeah, I mean, it's just really, it's just online and in-person networking. Um, I think information is so much more accessible now. So it's much easier to make those connections than it used to be. But yeah, it's it really, it's nothing crazy. It was just kind of fate, to be honest. It's all about connections, for sure. That's why I do this. It really is, yeah. <laughs> When's the next single? Well, the next single is going to be announced in roughly three to four weeks. I would say pretty much just if you time your calendars out, you'll it's like a six week cycle, essentially. So the next single will be, I believe it's March, but I might have to double check. It could be like the first week of April, but I'm pretty sure it's March. So, oh, there will be a merch line launching for Let Me Go Numb, which comes out on my birthday. So which is Wednesday. So yeah. Links to Rini K's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm back.